0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Wednesday, September 9th, two thousand and twenty. You know, sometimes uh, the cupboard is left a little bare here, and sometimes I just even in fifteen minutes, I don't have a ton to really talk about. Yesterday was one of those days. You know, I got seven, eight minutes of Michael Fulmer talk, talking about a guy with a with an eight plus. ERA you know that not not the most fun of shows to be sure today is not one of those examples there's a whole lot to cover today a lot speculative and and we'll we'll get into that for sure but I am going to start off in this first segment by talking about what was a tremendous Tigers win last night an eight to three victory over the Milwaukee Brewers they did exactly in this game what I hoped they would do the last time they played him and Turnbull was on the mound. It was a favorable pitching matchup. I thought offensively uh, the bats would come out against an average, even I would even say below average pitcher in Adrian Hauser, and that's exactly what happened. Turnbull was substantially better last night. 6 innings, 3 hits, no runs, 3 walks, 3 strikeouts. Obviously did have those 3 walks. He continues to elevate that walk rate as he's now walked more uh batters than any pitcher in the American league in terms of strike percentage, not that different than his last start, but just what you notice is that it, it seems like he's just, he's making the pitches he needs to make. And while I think this start, he had a 60 something percentage of strikes thrown compared to 57, I believe in his last start. So only, you know, a 3% difference, but when you break it down, that 3% is the difference between a ground ball out and a walk or a, a walk and a strikeout. Like, he made the pitches he needed to make when he needed to make them. Stuff has never been the issue. I thought it was a great outing, and even more impressively, like like a true workhorse here, he got better as the game went along. I'd have brought him back out for the seventh, man. He, he only had, what, 88 pitches, and he was really rolling. I, I don't know. He, you've taxed this bullpen a lot. Guys rolling, keep him on a short leash, but you know, let him go for one more inning. Why the hell not? But they didn't, and ultimately, it didn't make... A difference uh, the Tigers essentially pulled away in this game in the fifth inning with a five-run frame they had eight hits yesterday but they made them all count and a whole lot of them came in that fifth inning the story though uh, to me and it has been uh, rather quietly but it's a story that's picking up steam more so and that's that Jamer Candelario has gone from like a neat little story like uh, oh okay maybe maybe he's found something too being the stud of all studs over the last couple weeks. Like, he has basically carried this team, him and Scope, uh, offensively. Even in games they've lost, even in games they've struggled, he's put together good at-bats, went 2-for-4 yesterday, had productive outs, had loud outs, hit a ball to deep center field that probably would have been gone in some parks. Like, he is seeing the ball right now as well as, as he has ever seen it he is seeing the ball the way we thought he had the capability of seeing the ball he just he'd never been able to put it all together here he finally has now i don't think we can count on him being a guy who's going to be putting up a 900 1000 ops the remainder of his career but man, i'd be lying if i didn't think that like he would probably continue being just a solid major league player here you know for hopefully the remainder of his career in detroit he looks really solid and even more so, I got to point this out, he looks a lot better at first base as well. Uh, the only reason I was ever against that move, I mean, two reasons. One, I just I don't like the fact that they do that, that they take guys who have a position and they move them all across the diamond. And, and the other reason being, he'd improved a lot at third base, but they moved him to first uh, even when they did. I never had any doubt that he wouldn't turn into like a solid defensive first baseman. The guy's a good athlete and he's adjusted fairly well after some misplays here early in the season to playing first base. Uh, very important for this team. Hit a mammoth home run yesterday, 410 feet to right field. Also drove in uh, two more earlier in that fifth inning. Had a four RBI day. He was awesome yesterday, easily yesterday's player of the game as I said on my Twitter account. Now this looked like it was going to be a shutout. The, the Brewers offense had been completely shut down all night. Guardy was back managing last night and for the most part uh, I don't have a whole lot of issue with the m- moves managerially that Guardy has made. Like I think he's been given a completely thankless job but it made zero sense to me to throw Cisnero out there in the ninth inning. You could have used Schreiber. Uh, I mean I don't, I don't think you need Uh, Brian Garcia out there, if need be, you probably could have used Funkhauser as well, I mean, you could have used anybody, it was ain't nothing, you go with Cisnero, a guy who two days ago was trying to close out a a one-run game for you, he gets rocked, five hits, three earned runs, essentially he won't be available probably today, he threw 28 pitches, I thought that was strange, and honestly, I thought maybe Lloyd McClendon was still in the dugout, because that just did not seem like the kind of move that Gardenhire would make, and yet he did. Garcia came in shut the door he's been awesome for this team era now down to one six five there was a little bit of negative news sadly Jonathan scope got hit by a pitch in I believe it was the fourth inning x-rays were negative he's gonna be fine and that's huge because ultimately I think as much as I like Jacoby Jones as good as Jacoby Jones had been this season an average team which is what the Tigers have been so far this year an average team, should be able to withstand losing a Jacoby Jones. And that's not a knock against him, but we know what type of player he is. He does add a lot to a team, but a good or average team should have the depth to be able to replace a Jacoby Jones. Jonathan Scope's been this team's best player. I don't care how good you are. If you lose your best player, you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. And unfortunately... That was looking like that might be the case, but it looks like x-rays are negative. This is now the second time that a Tigers player has either gotten seriously injured or risked serious injury after getting hit by a pitch from a Brewers pitcher. And this is very unlike me, what I'm about to say. like To me, if you give up a home run, if a guy bat flips on you, don't throw at him. That's stupid. You shouldn't have given up a home run. But, but I don't know. Maybe pitch inside. This game now maybe Matt Boyd when he's pitching to Yelich maybe maybe throw one inside don't don't hit him don't hit him in the face don't be a complete moron but I think this team sometimes is a little bit too courteous they've gotten hit by a lot of pitches this year you know show some fire you're one game out man be be a bit more into it I'm not saying hurt anybody but I don't know I think sometimes this team is a little bit too apathetic let me be the apathetic one not the guys on the field and now this team is one game out of that final wildcard spot with 20 games to go, let's assess this a little bit. They're one game behind the Yankees. Now also, in that race, I believe the, the Orioles and the Mariners are one game behind the Yankees as well. So it's a bit of a traffic jam there for that last spot. The New York Yankees, and I say this having watched them quite a bit this year, look absolutely awful. They are sliding in a way I haven't seen them slide in years. Their pitching isn't good, when their pitching is good, their hitting isn't good. They haven't fielded the ball particularly well. Gary Sanchez is 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 he just the worst player ever? Like and what's weird is he's a talented player. He's got massive power. Like he has a good arm, right? And yet Every time I see him, he looks awful. I don't know if there's any player in baseball who has a worse blooper reel than Gary Sanchez. Like, his highlight reel is pretty impressive. Massive power, you know, can hit a lot of home runs. When he's feeling like it, he can throw guys out on the base paths, and yet he drops pop flies, he lets pitches get by him, he goes long stretches where he's doing nothing but striking out. That team is a mess right now capable of turning it around they have a whole lot of talent but even their bullpen which has kind of been their bread and butter for some reason the New York Yankees still believe that they can only win by building a super pen when you have more money than God and you can essentially sign whatever starting pitcher you want but I digress if there's ever an opportunity where the Tigers can take advantage of a sliding more talented team this would be the time the Yankees look truly awful now they got 20 games left right now you have seven against the Brewers and and the Royals. You kind of have to win all those. Like you, I, Honestly, I think the Tigers, if they go 500 the rest of the way, even if they don't make the postseason, I'll say, you know what? They gave it the old college try. Anything beyond that, hey, you dug your own grave. Sorry. But they got seven games. Against the Royals and the Brewers. They should win today. I'll talk about uh, today's game here in segment number two. The Royals stink. I've watched them quite a bit outside of Merrifield and Solera. They don't have a whole lot. And that Stumont kid that comes out of the bullpen. But uh, that's a team that's been struggling all year. That is the worst team in the division. You probably have to win all those games. And then you have games against the Cardinals. You have games against the White Sox. You have games against the Indians. Those are going to be difficult games to win. And so to me, like you got to win all seven of the games against the bad teams that you're playing and then you gotta go three and ten against the White Sox, Cardinals, and Indians the rest of the way. Like, that, I don't think is that difficult, honestly. 3-10 and against those teams I think is doable. It's probably winning all 7 against the poor teams that are left in your schedule. That's going to be difficult. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They have already surprised me. I've been dragging my feet through the mud this whole time. I haven't believed since the beginning. I I don't want to get my hopes too high. Because I know the second, the very second I do, they will break my heart. Now, there's a whole lot more to talk about. When I get back, I am going to preview today's game but there's also a a lot of news coming that I do want to discuss Kristen Stewart sent down to the taxi squad we'll be right back the improved built bar is even more deliciouser 18 amazing flavors six new flavors 12 other original flavors bars are covered in 100% chocolate soft and easy to chew and built bars are healthy Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, we are back now. Now, before I preview today's game, uh, the internet is now ablaze. Tigers Twitter is now on fire because Kristen Stewart has been option to Toledo. Uh, makes sense. Kristen Stewart had been terrible this year. He is a putrid defender. We knew that outside of occasionally crushing the fastball in. He doesn't offer anything to a baseball team right now. Now, Gardy was being very cheeky with what he said. He, he His exact quote was when asked who they were going to call up, he said, this is going to be a fun thing for Tigers fans. You'll have to wait and see when we announce it tomorrow. Now, I think it's one of two people. I hope it's one of two people, because if not, it'll make this segment completely meaningless. I think it is either Daz Cameron or Riley Green. Now, there's a whole lot that would make me believe that this is Daz Cameron. But there's also a fair amount of evidence that goes against this not being Daz Cameron. First of all, I mean, and Gardy wouldn't say this, but Daz Cameron isn't much of a hitter. Gardy's saying, well, we believe this guy can hit. Okay, sure, he had what, like a low 700 OPS in uh, AAA a year ago, but hey, well, sure. Daz Cameron also had COVID-19 very bad and hasn't really been in in Toledo very long uh, hitting balls for the taxi squad. I do believe, because gardy has been known to be a bit cheeky about this in the past, he was the same way when they uh, called up Daniel Norris instead of Casey Mize, I do believe it'll probably be Daz. But there is a part of me, given the situation, that makes me think it, it could be Riley Green. Now, by the time I upload this, this could be completely obsolete. They may have already announced who they're going to call up, but Riley Green we know can hit. But it's also more so the circumstance to me that makes me think that this might be a move that the Tigers are, are willing to make because they are one game back. And, and the reason I've been so apathetic about this whole process is that there hasn't been a single moment in which I've believed that the Tigers' intentions were... Let's make a push. Let's go for it. If anything, what they did at the deadline trading Cameron Mabin made me believe, okay, well, that they're, you know, they're they're content standing pat and, you know, staying where they are. A move like calling up Riley Green would symbolize to me, given where they are in the season, only one game behind the Yankees, that they are in fact actually going for this. I would have serious doubts and concerns about a Riley Green call-up. Serious doubts and serious concerns. This kid is 19 years old. I think it would be the gamble of all gambles. It could be something that we look back on years from now and say it was the dumbest move Alavila ever made. It was a fireable decision. It derailed what could have been an all-time great career here. Or it could be something we look back on and say, this guy was Juan Soto 2.0. If anything, uh, they didn't call him up soon enough. He was amazing. He's going to be a, a cornerstone piece here for years to come. What a genius move. I don't think Avila, and I, I I don't even mean this as an insult, I don't think Avila has the spine to do that. I'm glad he doesn't. This season, like I know it's a nice story, but like I'm not going to sacrifice potentially their future f- for a 20-game stretch in a 60-game season. But there's also the outlier, because the the taxi squad has been the twilight zone. There is no footage of this. We don't know how good guys are doing outside of Avila saying, oh, this guy's hitting well, or oh, this guy looks good. We don't know. Maybe Riley Green's batting 600. Maybe he's hitting the cover off the ball. Maybe he looks so good that they they are forcing the Tigers to play their hand and call him up. It would be easily the most shocking and exciting thing that's happened in this organization, Probably since they acquired David Price, to be honest with you. It would be a stunner. I still think it's Daz. I, I I think it probably should be Daz. There's also many other options here. I think it's going to be an outfielder. You need an outfielder with, with Stewart being sent down. So, you know, it could be a Harold Castro coming off the IL, maybe. You could be moving Willie Castro to the outfield, and then there's the ultimate dark horse, maybe. And I'm putting this at a 1% chance. Maybe a Torkelson call-up. And a lot of people disagree with me, but I actually think a Torkelson call-up would make less sense than a green call-up just because Torkelson had three months off and had the whole draft process that he went through. But I don't know. Maybe maybe these guys are too good to keep down. It would be cool, right? Wouldn't it be amazing? It, like even if it was just for twenty games to see these guys get called up it, to potentially accelerate this rebuild really by a full year to see these guys get called up called up and hitting. Oy ve. This is this is potentially going to be a massive story. Even if it is Daz, I'll still be excited. Like while Daz was not good. And the minor leagues a year ago. I think he offers more to a team right now than Kristen Stewart could. I think it could be a, an exciting move. And I hope he succeeds here. I really hope that he finds something once he gets to the major league level. I'm recording this right now on Tuesday night. So uh, this may be a difficult night to sleep. Because there's a lot of interesting news potentially here. I'm not going to spend a ton of time previewing today's game. It's a 110 10 ball game. Uh, against the Brewers, once again, the last time they will face the Brewers this year. Going for the Brewers, you have Corbin Burns, 2-0 with a two three five ERA. Burns is on a nice roll since rejoining the rotation, including consecutive wins against the Pirates and Indians, in which he allowed no earned runs and struck out 17 and 12 total innings. I haven't seen a pitch, but the numbers are good. Stuff seems pretty good based on the highlights I've seen. On the other end for the Tigers, you have Matt Boyd, 1-5, 6-6-4 ERA. The record doesn't show it, but Boyd has gotten back to form after a few tough weeks thanks to an effective changeup to complement his fastball and slider. He has back-to-back quality starts and 29 strikeouts over his last four outings. I said this when they faced this team last week and Turnbull was on the mound. I'll say it again. They should win this game. They have to win this game, in my opinion. Like, this would be a massive step forward as you go into kind of a difficult part of the schedule against some first-place or, or close-to-first-place ball clubs. They should win this game. You want me to start believing when this ball game would be a great start. Win two in a row. Have a mini-sweep against the Brewers, and we'll see where it goes. It is undeniable how surprising... And intriguing, some of these storylines are this late into a season, even a 60-game season. And I give this team and this organization a lot of credit for sticking with it. I didn't think they had a chance at having a season this interesting, and yet, here we are. So that will do it for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani A N I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. And also, I have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that YouTube channel. You'll find the link to it in my main bio on my personal Twitter. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Should have an interesting show tomorrow as well. Uh, Hopefully we'll find out the answers to some of the questions I've posed here on this show. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and go Tigers.